ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ನಾರಾಯಣ ನಮಸ್ಕೃತ ನರಂಚೀಂ ಸರಸ್ವತೀ ವ್ಯಾಸ ತಯಮುದೀರೇತ್ ನಷ್ಟಪ್ರಾಯೇಶ್ರೇಶು ನಿತ್ಯಗವತಸೇವತೀಶ್ಲೋಕೆ ಭಕ್ತಿರ್ಭವತಿ ನೈಷ್ಟಿಕೀ ರೀಡಿಂಗ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವತಂ ಕ್ಯಾಂಟೋ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಒನ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಒನ್ ಇಸ್ ಎನ್ ಟೈಟಲ್ ದ ಹಿಸ್ಟ್ರಿ ಆಫ್ ದ ಲೈಫ್ ಆಫ್ ಅಜಾಮಿಲ ಟೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ನಂಬರ್ ನೈನ್ಟೀನ್ ಸಕ್ರನ್ ಮನಃ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಪದಾರವಿಂದಯೋರ್ ಸಕ್ರನ್ ಮನಃ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಪದಾರವಿಂದಯೋರ್ ಸಕ್ರನ್ ಮನಃ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಪದಾರವಿಂದಯೋರ್ ನಿವೇಶಿತ ತದ್ಗುಣ ರಾಗಿಹ ನಿವೇಶಿತ ತದ್ಗುಣರಾಗಿಹ ನಿವೇಶಿತ ತದ್ಗುಣರಾಗಿಹ ನಮಂ ಪಾಶ ಭೃತಶ್ಚ ತದ್ಭಟಾನ್ ನೇಯಮಂ ಪಾಶಭೃತಶ್ಚ ತದ್ಭಟಾನ್ ನೇಯಮಂ ಪಾಶಭೃತಶ್ಚ ತದ್ಭಟಾನ್ ಸ್ವಪ್ನೇಪಿ ಪಶ್ಯಂತಿ ಹಿ ಚೀರ್ಣ ನಿಷ್ಕೃತಾ ಸ್ವಪ್ನೇಪಿ ಪಶ್ಯಂತಿ ಹಿ ಚೀರ್ಣ ನಿಷ್ಕೃತಾ ಸ್ವಪ್ನೇಪಿ ಪಶ್ಯಂತಿ ಹಿ ಚೀರ್ಣ ನಿಷ್ಕೃತಾ ಸಕೃನ್ಮನಕೃಷ್ಣಪದಾರವಿಂದಯೋರ್ ನಿವೇಶಿತ ತದ್ಗುಣರಾಗಿಯೈರ್ಹ ನೇಯಮಂ ಪಾಶಭೃತಶ್ಚ ತದ್ಭಟಾನ್ ಸ್ವಪ್ನೇಪಿ ಪಶ್ಯಂತಿ ಹಿ ಚೀರ್ಣ ನಿಷ್ಕೃತಾ ಸಕೃತ್ ಒನ್ಸ್ ಓನ್ಲಿ ಮನಃ ದ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣಪದ ಅರವಿಂದಯೋ ಅಂಟು ದ ಟೂ ಲೋಡಸ್ ಫೀಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ನಿವೇಶಿತ ಕಂಪ್ಲೀಟ್ಲಿ ಸರಂಡರ್ಡ್ ತತ್ ಆಫ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಗುಣರಾಗಿ ವಿಚ್ ಇಸ್ ಸಮ್ವಾಟ್ ಅಟ್ಯಾಚ್ಡ್ ಟು ದ ಕ್ವಾಲಿಟೀಸ್ ನೇಮ್ ಫೇಮ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಪ್ಯಾರಫನೇಲಿಯಾ ಯೈ ಬೈ ಹೋಮ್ ಇಹ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ನ not te such persons yamam yamaraj the superintendent of death 
Pashabhrutaha. Those who carry ropes to catch sinful persons. Jam and Tat, his Bhatan, order carriers. Swapne api. Even in dreams, Pashyanti, see, he, indeed, Chirna Nishkritaha, who have performed the right type of atonement. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Translation. Although not having fully realized Krishna, persons who have even once surrendered completely unto his lotus feet and who have become attracted to his name, form, qualities and pastimes are completely freed from all sinful reactions for they have thus accepted the true method of atonement. Even in dreams, such surrendered souls do not see Yamaraj or his order carriers who are equipped with ropes to bind the sinful. Please repeat this translation. Although not having fully realized Krishna, persons who have even once surrendered completely unto his lotus feet and who have become attracted to his name, form, qualities and pastimes are completely freed of all sinful reactions for they have thus accepted the true method of atonement. Even in dreams such surrendered souls do not see Yamaraj or his order carriers who are equipped with ropes to bind the sinful. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. You have to patiently hear, it's a long purport. Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita 18.66 Sarva dharman parityajya maamekam sharanam raja Aham tvam sarva pape bhyo mokshayishyami maashuchaha Abandon all varieties of religion and just surrender unto me. I shall deliver you from all sinful reaction. Do not fear. This same principle is described here. Sakranmana krishna padara vindayo if by studying Bhagavad Gita, one decides to surrender to Krishna, he is immediately freed from all sinful reactions. Therefore, distribute Bhagavad Gita. Somehow people read Gita and decide to surrender to Krishna, they are freed from all sinful reactions. Finished. Over. It is also significant that Shukadeva Goswami, having several times repeated the words Vasudeva Parayana and Narayana Parayana, finally says Krishna Padaravindayo. Thus, he indicates that Krishna is the origin of both Narayana and Vasudeva. 
even though narayan and vasudeva are not different from krishna simply by surrendering to krishna one fully surrenders to all his expansions such as narayana vasudeva and govinda as krishna says in bhagavad gita 7.7 mattaparataram nanyat there is no truth superior to me there are many names and forms of the supreme personality of godhead but krishna is the supreme form krishnastu bhagavan swayam therefore krishna recommends to neophyte devotees that one should surrender unto him only mam ekam because neophyte devotees cannot understand what the forms of narayana vasudeva and govinda are krishna directly says mam ekam herein this is also supported by the word krishna padaravind yo narayana does not speak personally but krishna or vasudeva does as in bhagavad gita for example therefore to follow the direction of bhagavad gita means to surrender unto krishna and to surrender in this way is the highest perfection of bhakti yoga parikshit maharaj had inquired from shukadev goswami how one can be saved from falling into various conditions of hellish life in this verse shukadev goswami answers that a soul who has surrendered to krishna certainly cannot go to naraka hellish existence to say nothing of going there even in his dreams he does not see yamaraj or his order carriers who are able to take one there in other words if one wants to save himself from falling into naraka hellish life he should fully surrender to krishna the word sakrit is significant because it indicates that if one sincerely surrenders to krishna once he is saved even if by chance he falls down by committing sinful activities therefore krishna says in bhagavad gita 9.30 apichet sudurachara bhajate mamananya bhak sadureva samantavya samyagya vasito hi saha even if one commits the most abominable actions if he is engaged in devotional service he is to be considered saintly because he is properly situated if one never for a moment forgets krishna he is safe even if by chance he falls down by committing sinful acts in the second chapter of bhagavad gita 2.40 the lord also says neha vikramanashosti pratyavayo navidyate स्वल्पमप्य धर्म से महतो भयात इन दिस एंडेवर देर इज नो लॉस और डिमिन्यूशन एंड अ लिटिल एडवांसमेंट ऑन दिस पाथ कैन प्रोटेक्ट वन फ्रॉम द मोस्ट डेंजरस टाइप ऑफ फियर एल्सवेर इन द गीता सिक्स पॉइंट फोर्टी द लॉर्ड सेस नहीं कल्याण कृत कश्चित दुर्गति तात गति वन हु परफॉर्म्स ऑस्पिशियस एक्टिविटीज नेवर ओवरकम बाईल the highest kalyana auspicious activity is to surrender to krishna that is the only path by which to save oneself from falling down into hellish life shrila prabodhananda saraswati has confirmed this as follows kaivalyam narakayate tridasha pura akasha pushpayate durdanti indriya kala sarpa patali prokhat damshtrayate विश्व पूर्ण सुखाते विधि महेन्द्रादिश्च कीटाते 
यत्कारुण्यकटाक्ष वैभवताम तमेव गौरस्तुमहा तम गौरम एवस्तुमहा दिस सिनफुल एक्शंस ऑफ वन हु इज सरेंडर्ड अनटू कृष्णा आर कंपेयर्ड टू अ स्नेक विद इट्स पॉइजन फैंग्स रिमूव्ड प्रोत्खात दमष्ट्रायते such a snake is no longer to be feared of course one should not commit sinful activities on the strength of having surrendered to krishna however even if one who has surrendered to krishna happens to do something sinful because of his former habits such sinful actions no longer have a destructive effect therefore one should adhere to the lotus feet of krishna very tightly and serve him under the direction of the spiritual master thus in all conditions one will be akuto bhaya free from fear thus ends the wonderful purport so parikshit asked this question after hearing about the description of hellish planets conditions of life in different planets including the hellish planets so as a compassionate vaishnava he inquired is there any way from saving people going to hell so shukadev goswami answered yes there are so many ways you can be uh, saved from going to hell but the conclusion here is none of those methods other than pure devotional service to krishna are really effective in completely preventing oneself from going to hell this is the point here is a guaranteed method that you will never go to hell if you take to pure devotional service to krishna and what does it involve sakranmana krishna padaravindayo just once because many of the other processes you have to do something and do it and do it and do it and do it for how long panthastu koti shatavatsara sampragamyo koti shatavatsara at least 100 crore uh, years samvatsara at least that much you have to do and even after that there's no guarantee of complete deliverance there's no guarantee here shukadev goswami is telling the glory of pure devotional service just once sakrit just once just surrendered to krishna mana krishna padaravindayo niveshitam tad gunaragiyairiha and by that what happens if you just even once surrender to krishna completely krishna's lotus feet then you become attracted to his name form qualities pastimes and what happens as a result of that you are completely freed from all sinful reactions and after having become completely free from all sinful reactions you have you are considered to have accepted the true method of atonement this is perfect atonement complete atonement 
never again you will have the fear that i may commit some sin and go to hell you completely come out of the clutches of the control of yamaraj and all his yamadutas yamabhatan everyone else is running the risk in this material world by engaging in so many different activities whether pious or sinful activities they are running the risk of being completely under the control of yamaraj and his dangerous assistants so this will be explained in detail in the history of the life of a jamila and to support this to convince somebody who may doubt that devotee speak in a superlative way about bhakti and that's generally true of others also gyani speak highly about gyana karmi speak highly about pious activities yogi speak highly about ashtanga yoga so devotee speak highly about bhakti yoga so what's uh, unusual about it nothing unusual no it is not that devotees because they follow bhakti they are speaking like this devotees know relatively how the other processes are not as effective as bhakti based on shastra based on history based on logic based on reasoning any way whichever way you compare bhakti with other processes of self realization other process of deliverance bhakti stands out as the supreme process so that's what bhagavatam establishes the supremacy of bhakti over all other processes and this is certainly established in this first section of this first chapter of sixth canto in these uh, uh, 19 verses in reply to parichit's question shukadev goswami has given the principle uh, the conclusion uh, that bhakti is the best process for complete deliverance from all sinful activities and these protection by bhakti is such that such surrendered souls do not see yamaraj or yamadutas even in their dreams we may suffer uh, some reactions in three ways in the mind or through some chastisement through some harsh words or physically we may suffer punishment so the least uh, type of uh, punishment is in the mind and in the mind we may have some anxiety while we are awake or while we are asleep we may have some bad dreams 
so here shukadev goswami is telling those who have once surrendered to krishna they don't even have to suffer any punishment even in the most lenient way in the least possible way there is no suffering for such surrendered souls completely free of the control of yamaraj so this is the glory of pure devotional service actually it is not the glory of pure devotional service it is a by product it's a by product bhagavatam doesn't declare this as the glory of devotional service haridas thakur explains this that by chanting hare krishna to become free from all sinful reactions is possible simply by a glimpse of the holy name nama bhas chanting the real glory of devotion service is that it can give you love of krishna krishna prema that is the real glory of devotion service that's what the bhagavatam and the chaitanya charitamrita and all the the confidential scriptures declare that bhakti is never performed by devotees to become free from sinful reactions that's um, very very easily done even by inadvertently chanting hare krishna even by inadvertently chanting somehow that'll be explained in this ajamila upakhyana the ajamila uh, pastime description is very very important for us because we are engaged in that process of chanting hare krishna primarily in addition to that we also do so many other types of devotional activities but all of them are meant to support strengthen make us fixed up in nicely chanting hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare ram hare ram 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 hare hare the superiority of chanting and hearing hare krishna the holy name of the supreme lord will be very thoroughly established in this ajamila upakhyana and here shila prabhupada says in the purport that Shukade Goswami has been talking about devotees being surrendered to Narayana, surrendered to Vasudeva, Vasudeva Parayana, Narayana Parayana. But here he is particularly mentioning Krishna Padaravind Yo. So Narayana, Vasudeva, Krishna, all are one person. There is only one supreme personality of Godhead. One person, Krishna. narayana vasudeva he has many names he has many forms he has many activities all unlimited but <clears throat> among all the forms of the supreme lord the form of krishna is the original form in the 11th chapter of the bhagavad gita 
on the request of arjuna krishna shows his universal form arjuna is terrified after seeing the universal form and uh, request krishna kindly show me your uh, pleasing four armed form the universal form is ugra roopa ghastly form so arjuna says my mind is very disturbed upon seeing this ghastly form ugra roopa this vishwarupa is a ugra roopa so as a naturally as a devotee he says i want to see that form which is pleasing to me my mind four handed form he asks him to show so krishna shows then his four armed form and uh without arjuna asking further krishna shows arjuna his two armed form and then krishna says about the two armed form that the form now you are seeing is very very difficult to be seen even by the greatest of demigods sudurdarsham idam roopam drishtavan simam yatha it is very difficult to see very very rarely seen even the demigods they can't simply go to shweta dwipa and see the four armed form of krishna they cannot even though the lord resides in his four armed form in shweta dwipa in one planet in this universe the demigods can just go to the shore of the milk ocean and stand there and offer prayers to lord vishnu in shweta dwipa who is the maintainer vishnu there are three vishnus in this material creation the maintainer vishnu is approached by the devatas whenever devatas are in trouble and they are unable to resolve the problems so there they cannot go and directly see vishnu they can just approach the planet and stand there and offer prayers on the shore of the milk ocean because vishnu resides in an island in the middle of the milk ocean that's why it's called shweta dwipa dwipa means island and shweta refers to the milk ocean so in the middle of the milk ocean lord uh, vishnu the maintainer vishnu chirodakshai vishnu chirodaka that is the milk ocean shai he is lying down on sheshanag in the middle of that uh, island on the milk ocean so these demigods can stand there and offer prayers and brahma has to receive the message transmitted to him by the lord in response to the prayers of the devatas and brahma has to then tell the devatas what is the lord's response to their prayers so even the four armed form of the supreme lord in this world is not easily seen by the devatas but they get to see sometimes when the lord incarnates when the devatas have some problem the lord may empower one of the devatas 
to solve the problem. He may empower one of the rishis to solve the problem. He may empower one of his devotees to solve the problem. He may empower even a pious ordinary person to solve the problem. Because it is he who gives the power to do whatever to solve the problem. It is his power. He empowers. But sometimes for his pure devotees the Lord personally comes to the vision of the devatas and even to the vision of the ordinary people of this world. And that is when we say he has incarnated on such and such a planet, in such and such a place, as a son of so and so. In his Matsya avatar, Kurma avatar, Varaha avatar. So even in these incarnations, generally it is the four-handed form of the Lord who becomes visible to the devatas and the uh, ordinary people. But the devatas cannot see the two-handed form of the Supreme Lord, Krishna's form. They cannot see. Because Krishna incarnates only once in a day of Brahma. And as far as the other incarnations are concerned, every yuga he incarnates. Sambhavami yuge yuge. Every yuga he incarnates in other forms. But his two-handed form, Krishna comes only once in a day of Brahma. So once in 4,000 yuga cycles on this earth. According to earth calculation, one day of Brahma consists of 1,000 cycles of four yugas. So if you consider every yuga in this 1,000 cycles, 4,000 yugas, only once he comes. Twenty-eighth cycle of the seventh Manu in one day of Brahma. Krishna comes in his two-handed form. But when he appears in his two-handed form, he appears as if he is an ordinary human being to look at. First of all, he appears as the son of Vasudeva and Devaki. And out of their anxiety to protect this child, because earlier than Krishna's appearance, the other children of Vasudeva and Devaki were killed by Kamsa. So, uh, Devaki and Vasudeva are anxious to protect Krishna against Kamsa's atrocities. So, they pray to the Lord, please do something. So, the Lord says, okay, you can hide me in Vrindavan. So they hide Krishna in Vrindavan in Nanda Maharaja's house. So it is not known to anybody that Krishna has appeared as the son of Vasudeva and Devaki till Krishna comes to Mathura after performing his Brajalila. So in Vrindavan also, the Brajavasis think Nanda and Yashoda have got a beautiful child, very beautiful child, the son of Nanda and Yashoda. Krishna. So, they also don't particularly consider Krishna as some incarnation. No. He is a beautiful child of Nanda and Yashoda and he is very, very attractive. 
and is very sweet and he performs very wonderful activities so they are completely absorbed in thoughts of this beautiful child of nandan yashoda and kamsa somehow gets uh, information first of all durga devi informs him that you foolish fellow the eighth son of devaki is actually somewhere else so then kamsa becomes terrified he wants to find out where is this child escaped after being taking birth and then he sends all kinds of demons to somehow kill putana is sent first to kill all children born recently immediately after he hears that like that so many demons are sent to kill small children and narada informs him that the son of nandan yashoda in vrindavan is actually the eighth son of vasudeva and devaki so then kamsa becomes even more worried that the prophecy says is going to be killed by krishna the eighth son of vasudeva and devaki so kamsa attempts in so many ways to kill krishna but he cannot and krishna kills kamsa because kamsa is torturing vasudeva and devaki unnecessarily so krishna is unknown till he comes to mathura because in mathura it is understood that krishna was hidden in vrindavan because vasudev wanted to protect the child against kamsa's atrocities so after kamsa is killed krishna has come back to his home to vasudev and devaki so he is considered as a prince of the yadu dynasty son of vasudev so as a prince he is there in mathura and when he wants to protect the inhabitants of mathura against the attack of this jarasandha then he constructs a separate city safe city just like you have now gated communities no <laughs> people are afraid some strangers will come and unnecessarily disturb them or enter their house and commit burglary or whatever so they have gated community high security so krishna also decided let me have a high security place for my devotees mathura is constantly being attacked by jarasandha 18 times jarasandha attacked so krishna built dwaraka and then in dwaraka he made all nice arrangements security arrangements and after krishna built dwaraka and he married rukmini then he became the king of dwaraka he declared himself as the king of dwaraka because he was the one who was actually the real hero in fighting all the battles protecting the inhabitants of mathura and dwaraka so he became the king and then he is known as dwaraka dhisha the king of dwaraka and he subordinates himself even though he is actually the supreme king he is the king of kings rajadi raja but he subordinates himself voluntarily to the emperor of the world whose throne is in hastinapura and people know him as a very powerful king but he is subordinate to the 
emperor of this world. That's the way people know him. So Krishna is not revealed as the supreme personality of Godhead, as the incarnation, even to people who witness his wonderful activities, even to pious people. Of course, the demons do not know who is Krishna, can never know. So the devatas also sometimes have a doubt whether this child of Nanda and Yashoda, who is he? What is he? They try to test him. Indra, Brahma, some other devatas also. They keep visiting. Uh, first they were visiting Vrindavan, then they were visiting Dwaraka. And they can't figure out who is this mysterious personality. Very mysterious personality. So Prabhupada says, even when Krishna was present, handful few people knew Krishna is the supreme personality of God. And if you study the scriptures, in the scriptures there is a lot of description of the absolute truth as impersonal Brahman. So, the knowledge of the absolute truth as the personality of Godhead is confidential. Is confidential. Even in the scriptures. For those who are searching for what is the absolute truth. And among the different forms of the personality of Godhead, the most confidential knowledge is the knowledge of Krishna as the source of all incarnations, as the original form of the personality of Godhead, as the origin of all other forms. So, Prabhupada says in the 11th chapter, the purport of this 11th chapter is that, this is one of the questions for the Bhakti Shastri devotees. I'm telling you the answer. This is the question which is asked in the exam. Today they're going to take the exam. The form of Krishna is essential and supreme. This is the conclusion of the 11th chapter. This is the purport of the 11th chapter. The form of Krishna is essential and supreme. Because even Krishna's form, somebody tries to study and understand what is this form. Even by devotional service, one cannot understand Krishna's form is the original form. By devotional service, they will be able to understand Krishna's form is the form of the personality of Godhead. And who is the personality of Godhead in the spiritual world? Generally, Narayana is known as the personality of God in the spiritual world. And that Narayana incarnates in the spiritual world in so many different forms, including the form of Krishna. Therefore, in the first canto of the Bhagavatam, when Sutta Goswami describes various incarnations of the Purusha, of the maintainer Vishnu, he describes many incarnations. He describes 22 different forms and he says there are unlimited incarnations. How many incarnations? As many as there are waves in the ocean. Can everybody count how many waves are there in the ocean? Continuously they are coming. Like that incarnations are continuously coming in this world. 
Chaitanya Mahaprabhu explains how the number of incarnations are innumerable in this material world. In his teachings of Sanatana Goswami, you can read that in Chaitanya Charitamrita. So there are many, many, many unlimited incarnations. But Sutta Goswami clarifies while describing the various incarnations. Some of the incarnations and he says unlimited incarnations. I can't list all of them. But he says one very important thing. Ete pumsaha krishnastu bhagavan swayam. There are so many incarnations. I have listed some of them and also said there are many incarnations. But among all of them, except for Krishna, everyone else is Amsha and Kala. They are plenary portions or portions of the plenary portions of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And who is the Supreme Personality of Godhead of whom the others are plenary portions or portions of the plenary portions? That Supreme Personality of Godhead, original person, the source is Krishna. Krishnastu Bhagavan Swayam. Even while describing Krishna and Balaram as the 19th and the 20th incarnations, in the list of incarnations that Sutta Goswami is uh, listing, he says, uh, Bhagavan Aharad Bharam Ekona Vimshati Vimshati Me uh, Ramakrishna Bhuvo Iti, something like that. The 19th and 20th incarnations are the incarnations of Rama and Krishna, that is Balaram and Krishna. But he says they are specifically Bhagavan. They are the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And even though the other incarnations are also referred to as Bhagavan, but among the Bhagavan, the difference is Swayam Bhagavan. Who is Swayam Bhagavan? He himself is the Lord, the Supreme Lord, of whom others are incarnations. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu explains Krishna as the Avatari and all other incarnations as Avatara. The source of the incarnations and the incarnations themselves. But we should always remember, incarnation doesn't mean different persons. There is only one person. Then why make a distinction? Krishna is the original. Because in the various incarnations, Krishna alone he is described as Akhila Rasamruta Sindhu. He is the one with whom devotees can uh, relate, connect in varieties of rasas. And Krishna is the only form of the personality of Godhead who accommodates all varieties of rasas in devotional relationship. So, because Krishna accommodates all varieties of rasas, therefore, he is the original personality of God. 
and this is clarified by Rupa Goswami, Srila Rupa Goswami in Bhakti Rasamrata Sindhu. He lists some common qualities between the Jiva and the Supreme Lord. So he lists 50 qualities which are prominent in the Jivas which is common with the qualities of the Supreme Personality of God at Bhagavan. Then he lists five qualities which are only to be found in Shiva not in the Jivas only to be found in Shiva. Shiva is not in the category of Jivas. Shiva is not in the category of the personality of God at Vishnu but Shiva is in a special category higher than the category of Jivas but lower than the category of Vishnu, Vishnu Tattva. So Shiva has 55 qualities, 5 different qualities which none of the Jivas have. None of the Jivas can have even after liberation, not possible. And then Vishnu, because he has got five more qualities, which even Shiva does not have, neither the Jivas have. So 60 qualities of Shiva, sorry, 60 qualities of Vishnu, and all forms of the personality of God except Krishna, 60 qualities. And four qualities which are manifested only by Krishna and nobody else. No other form of Krishna, no other incarnation. Not Narayana, not Rama, Ramachandra, not Parshurama, none of the other forms. So for this reason we make a distinction, Krishna's form is the original form. Because he is Samastha Gunagana Dhamma. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur in one of the songs he says, Krishna is Samastha Gunagana Dhamma. He is the uh, complete reservoir of all the good qualities to be found in anybody, any form, any personality. So therefore, we make the statement that Krishna is the origin. Brahma Samhita declares this. Ramadi Murti Shukala Niyamena Tishthan Nanavataram Akarot Bhuvaneshu Kintu Krishna Swayam Samabhavat Paramapumanyo The Supreme Lord incarnates in so many forms. All of them are equally Bhagavan. All of them are full in six opulences. It's not that one of them is having less opulence, no. But they don't manifest all the powers or opulences like Krishna manifests. Krishna manifests rasa dance. Krishna manifests rasa dance. So that is uh, special to Krishna. The form of the Lord as Krishna. So, in this way, uh, uh, Krishna's form is very rarely seen in this world. 
and in the 11th chapter krishna declares bhaktya tu ananyaya shakya aham evam vidhorjuna jnatum drashtven chatatvena praveshtum cha parantapa if you want to enter into understand understanding of the confidential nature of krishna's form as the personality of godhead supreme personality of godhead only by undivided devotional service is it possible pure devotional service only by pure devotional service ananya bhakti and throughout bhagavad gita you see this krishna talking about ananya bhakti ananya chintayanto mam ye jana paryupasate bhaktir avyabicharini same thing avyabicharini bhakti ananya bhakti kevala bhakti before this one of the verses chukadai goswami is telling kechit kevalaya bhaktiya in our song we sing guru vandana every day in worshiping the spiritual master uh, shri guru charana padma kevala bhakti sadma this kevala bhakti is ananya bhakti unalloyed devotional services purposes so that is the only way to know krishna and there's no other way to understand krishna's uh, personality as the supreme personality of god the ultimate cause of all causes the origin of everyone i'll stop it grantara shrimad bhagavatam ki jay shri prabhupad ki